0: guys and welcome back to another episode of your brain's coach podcast. My name is Angela Shurina. I'm your host, I'm your brain's coach and just someone with a lot of passion and curiosity and thirst for knowledge for all these amazing science and tools that you can use to improve how your brain functions, to improve how your body functions, to improve how you function, to feel, look, and do your absolute best in this world. And today is about feeling our best, but also because of of that doing our best. I think Uh, You can say that about everything. Like if you feel good, you're going to do better and more and you're going to be more effective. But when it comes to this quality... And today we are talking about confidence. When it comes to confidence, it really makes a huge difference in people's performance, in what they achieve, in how often uh, they are promoted or how well they are paid, and what kind of opportunities people get, right? Confidence is really important. And in my life, I noticed that whenever I managed to create the conditions outside of me and inside of me to manifest more confidence, even though I might, uh, I must admit, I am more on a confident side naturally. And you'll soon find out in this episode why that might be and why you might not feel all that confident and how you can start feeling more confident on a more consistent basis taking certain actions. But What I notice in my life, back to my story, is whenever I feel the most confident, I take more action and these actions produce more results, especially when it comes to interacting with the world. And most of our results have to do with interactions with the world, with other people. When people see a confident person, they want to work with them more. They want to come on board with the opportunities that these people offer. They just want to be around those people. Confidence, um, it probably you can say it's also um, a part, a huge part of being a charismatic person who is magnetically attracting people, opportunities, things into their life. And I am on a more confident side, but I also know that I can do better um, being more intentional about creating more of this confidence, especially for the moments that matter, when we need to show up confidently, um, be that work presentation, be that uh, pitch to investors, be that a class, a workshop that we are leading that has the potential to change, to impact people, and that can bring a lot more opportunities into our life. Um as far as I'm concerned, um, if you ask me, confidence, we need it every day. And I finished the book, and the book's name is The Confidence Code. The It's a New York Times bestseller, really good book, really good research, a lot of data from genetics to brain chemistry to simply... Um, uh, people's research, asking people, interviewing people, people who are in positions of leadership um, and who express and radiate a lot of confidence. It's an amazing book. So The Confidence Code, The Art and Science of Self-Assurance, What Women Should Know. So this book is written by women and it is designed to be read by mostly women. But I do believe that guys will benefit from it tremendously. Um, learning to, you know, for, I'm talking about the guys, to understand what it is to actually be in a human head. And why is that, that for women, it's really hard to understand competitiveness. Some women do understand it, but for the most of women, it's actually not a natural trait. And I was talking to a friend of mine um, a few weeks ago about how I feel like I don't have competitiveness in me. And Um, my friend, his name is Paul. Um, Paul, if you're listening, hello from Brazil. Um, And we were talking about confidence and Paul was saying that he feels that competitiveness often and that for him, it's hard to understand how you don't feel that. But what I learned from the book, for women, it's actually quite a natural state to not be competitive. And competitiveness doesn't have to, do a lot with confidence what i learned from this book that confidence can be different confidence is not about being aggressive and competitive all the time and assertive no know, basically knowing that or being sure that you know everything and you don't need anyone's advice. It's the extreme case, of course, you know, you don't have to be that extreme. What actually the book taught me, that confidence, women who exert, uh, who express the um, kind of mixed confidence um, signals or qualities, women who possess the manly um Qualities of confidence to some degree, not to a big degree, like assertiveness or aggressiveness or competitiveness. Um, But women who combine it with their feminine uh, kind of confidence traits, like being focused more on collaboration, not on winning, not on winning, being more process oriented or how we do things, not just the end result, or being paying attention to other people more, and what good others have to offer. Having humility and working on our persuasive power, trying to figure out win-win solutions. This kind of Leadership and confidence actually, based on research, outperforms manly confidence every time. Um, so they brought up this example about how women who are able to combine these qualities of manly confidence and women con- womenly confidence, they uh, tend to be promoted 1.5 times uh, more over uh, men. And and when women who are more on a female side all the time, and also men who are more feminine. So this is like the best of both both worlds when we can combine it. Um, So this is a uh, introduction, right? What this book is about. And I I want to get more a little bit into the book, what you'll learn from this book. And also um, today I'm going to walk you uh, through a few simple tools Exercises, habits that you can start practicing. And I definitely put that into my practice journal, uh, things to practice when I start feeling like I lack confidence. I, when I start to doubt myself. Um, so these tools you're going to learn today, very simple, zero cost. Um, and after that, I recommend you to, well, first of all, take notes. The second thing, right after you finish listening to this podcast, put A few of these habits into your schedule to practice. Perhaps there are situations where you need to start practicing this. The ones that make the most sense for you right now, put them into practice and your confidence will get a boost and you'll feel more confident consistently. But, you know, just like with shower, in order for it to work, you got to do it daily. And that's what also the book brings attention to. Confident people are confident, like they have um, other things going for them often, but also they talk to themselves in a different way. They behave in a different way. And you're going to find out in a minute uh, what I'm talking about here. And it's all about daily practices and habits of their mind and um, practice how they take action. It's not just possessing the quality. No, actually a smaller part seems to be a smaller part of it. It's All about also how you choose to act, to talk to yourself, um, and how you frame or um, how you uh, interpret things, what kind of meaning you assign to things. So let's get uh, into uh, the book a little bit and then jump right into practice. So number one thing is what you want to understand what's going to minimize or diminish your confidence are mainly those three things. Self doubting, self talk of any kind. Um, it's sometimes it's hard to notice that we have this self doubting, self talk. But uh, I, I can share with you personally that for me that um, manifests as when I plan things, plan to approach people with opportunities, or start working on certain projects. If my brain starts to talking me out of that. Well, that's probably a stupid idea. Oh, that probably not going to work. Oh, this person will probably say no. So this is also self-doubting because you don't know. Why do you assume the worst outcome? And I self-analyzed myself recently and I realized this is the lack of self-confidence. And in a minute, in a couple of minutes, we're going to talk about how to address that. But self-doubting, self-talk can... Manifest itself in many ways. Specifically, you gotta look at the actions that you take or don't take. That will give you a clue about whether you actually have those self-doubting self thoughts or not. Right? Look at the results, because these thoughts can be fleeting and can be hard to notice, especially if you don't meditate. You know, you have thousands and thousands of thoughts. I forgot; it's like fifty or sixty thousand. So sometimes it's hard to notice. But if you don't take action. Most often, it's because of this self-doubting, self-talk. The second thing uh, for women especially, trying to be perfect, trying to um, make it all right, trying to know it all before acting. But the thing is, guys, even the best ideas, when they meet the reality, they, for most people, even people like who create, you know, founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, who created things like Starbucks or Instagram, a multi-billion dollar uh, app, Their ideas, first ideas before they met the reality were crap. They didn't work. And then those people tried, adjusted, and that's what happened. So trying to be perfect is stupid, actually, because you can never be perfect. There is no such thing as perfect. And you can only get better. We all can only try and work on getting better. And the only way to do it is to take action, learn from more often than not mistakes and failures, and then adjust, and then take different action until you get the result. Still probably not going to be perfect. Most probably, again, there is no perfection, but it's going to be better. And then ruminating on past mistakes and failures. That's also been a huge thing for me. Um, Recently, I went through a lot of struggles with my business, with my finances. And and it's been, as I realized, continuing for quite a while. And it dawned on me um, with many different things happening in my life. And for like a week, I was in really low state. And I was like, why did I do that? Why, like how how could I? Like what about was I thinking? And but then I realized, Angela, yeah, learn from this. Write down the lessons that you learned, things that didn't work, and stop thinking about that. The only way to move forward is to start taking new actions that are better. After you um reflect on the lessons that you learned, there is no point on ruminating on those mistakes. If you want to improve, if you want to uh, get better, if you want to change your circumstances, if you stay in the past, the past will stay with you. Remember this, guys. If you stay in the past, the past will stay with you. So, don't stay in the past, take new action, focus on building a better future, and that's how you get out of that. So three things that will diminish your confidence, self-doubting, self-talk, again, can be manif- can manifest in many ways, trying to be perfect, and ruminating on past mistakes and failures being beyond necessary reflection on your mistakes. Now let's get jumped to um, where the confidence come from. Like why do some people have more confidence and why some people don't? And from this book, the confidence code, they uh, talk to researchers, they talk to scientists from uh, people who study genetics, uh, from you know companies who do genetic testing. Um, they also talk to, uh, for example, women who lead um, military organizations or who have. Uh, really high post in government that women tend not to have statistically, so they talk to those people they talk to the researchers and these are the reasons uh, or these are the sources of confidence and why we vary so much in our confidence level. So confidence, it depends on our genes. You can actually do genetic testing and learn if you have the confidence genes. Well, they're not specifically confidence, but they have to do with how your brain is wired, for example, for release of certain neurotransmitters that have a lot to do with confidence, like serotonin, uh, for example. Then the second thing, um, confidence has to do with neurotransmitters and different levels of those neurotransmitters in different brains. Our brains are different. Our brain signatures, like what kind of molecules are released, how they're used, at what rate, how efficiently or not that efficiently, how fast or how slow. All of this stuff varies from person to person a lot. Um, specifically, we are talking here about... neurotransmitters like serotonin, like dopamine, like oxytocin, that are very important for um your base confidence levels. And of course you can um they are also your genetically and by your environment predisposed to having certain levels of them, but then you can also change the levels with certain actions, certain nutrition, certain lifestyle adjustments um, that we often talk on this podcast about. Then we have gender differences. So brains of different genders are different in a sense that not like the volume is different or somebody's smarter. No, they just work differently. Like certain, uh, for example, anxiety centers in the brain of fear centers, Usually are more active in women. So we tend to worry more. We tend to overthink more just because certain brain areas are bigger or more active. And, um, for men, the, there is another story. Um, other brain regions are more active that have to do with aggressiveness or competitiveness. Um, Uh, or um, self-assurance. And that's why men tend to be, you know, try a lot of things and they're not that afraid of failure. And they're also a little bit more reckless, sometimes a lot, sometimes a little. That has to do with different brain, um, Structuring and wiring. Um, and they're good for better, for they serve better, different purposes. Again, not better or worse, they just design differently. And they designed in that way. So when we collaborate males and females, we create this profit balance, um, you know, exploring the world, but then also taking care of uh, all the possible dangers and, um, our safety. Then we have the hormones, testosterone and estrogen. Um, for some, women and men, they are higher uh, comparatively to the rest of the people. For some, they are lower, and that will determine how much confidence in that assertiveness you have. Uh, nurture and nature and environment, right? We already talk about genes, but then also how you grow up, especially uh, your caregivers have a lot to do with how confident or not confident you are. And then the environment in which you grow up in general, it has a lot to do with the levels of confidence. And that can be changed. Even as adults, we can change a lot, but our baseline, uh, it's kind of defined then by uh, our genes and also by early our early years and um, the way our caretakers uh, took care of us. Then we have biases in culture. Like if In um, some cultures, uh, it is believed that women are uh, less confident, the women are worse at uh, mathematics, for example, or tech. There is actually no evidence for that. Women do just as fine um, when they focus on being just as strong and when they are not, when they're in an environment that is um, safe and promotes um, messages of confidence. So women do. Uh, well, but if you have bias in your culture about certain gender, about certain ethnicity that you belong to, that will affect your confidence levels a lot. And then we have habits and actions, how you do, and we're going to jump into practice right in a minute. Uh, So habits and actions that you take or don't take they hugely affect your confidence level. So this is the combination of this will bring you a certain level of confidence, your base level of confidence and the confidence that you experience in certain situations. Like some people in stress situations become more confident and they bring everything they have to the table. And some people do the opposite. They are worse than they are capable of. And that also has to do with so like the amount of stress you can tolerate, um, your skills of working under pressure that can be trained, a lot of things. But I want you to understand that confidence, first of all, the levels of your confidence can be adjusted. The confidence can be different. It can be more male. It can be more female. It can be a combination of both. Um, And also confidence comes from all these different sources. Some of them are in your control, some aren't. Um, So how to get confident? How to increase our confidence levels, no matter what uh, circumstances we grew up in, or what genetics we have, or what kind of care we were given when we were younger, what kind of environment we grew up in, how to increase our confidence. Well, you know, there is a shortcut um, that they bring up at the end of the book as kind of like conclusion. So the shortcut is think less, take action, be authentic. Think less has to do with not overthinking. And it goes right into the next one, take action. Don't try to be perfect, You never be people make mistakes. That is a totally normal situation. That's how people learn. That's how people improve. So take action, see the results, adjust and, um, think less, think less, take more action. Um, you know, it also brings the point back to me about how our personality traits are not what about, are not about what we think, but about what we do. So what I mean by that is if you want to be more kind, don't think about being kind. Act kindly, and you're going to be the kind, a kind person. The same goes for confidence. If you want to be more confident, take more action. Take more action. Take more action. Doubt yourself less, and you're going to become a more confident person. Act as Eve. And then do all the other tools that you're about to learn. Uh, be authentic. Just be okay with who you are. This is who you are. This is who you came to be. This is how you serve the world better. Now, it doesn't mean uh, just accept all our bullshit and never improve. No, it just means accept the way you are wired, work on your strengths and improve on things, you know, that, um, that you believe need improvement, not because of someone's opinion, but because your true values. And of course, that requires a lot of uh, internal work. You have to actually know what your values are and what you stand for. So do spend some time figuring out what your authentic self is like so you're not... Um, swayed by different opinions or things that are happening in the world. Like, understand yourself. What do you stand for? What kind of person you actually are? What do you value? What do you want to bring into the world? What do you want to be in the world? Like, you got to understand this first before expressing that authentic self because different people have different opinions on what qualities are good, what qualities are not so good, what qualities you should work on, what qualities you should not work on. So, have an opinion and work on developing it. And that also comes with practice and with trying things, things not working out, and then learning. Like I learned from my mistakes um, last year. Like, yeah, this this was shit. Uh, change, <laughs> right? Um, but if I haven't done this, I wouldn't learn such a good lesson. So it's all the best lessons come from action. So think less, take action, be authentic. Um, and now let's jump to the meatiest part. Like, how to stay more confident? Okay. First, let's get back to the idea of failure. Fail, learn from it, keep going. The most important thing here is be okay with not being right, with failing, with being wrong and adjusting. Take pleasure in it. When you learn a lesson and you understand something better because of what you've done wrong and now you can do it better, that's how every great person created anything great they took action however imperfectly uh, whoever you admire uh like whoever that person you admire from the greatest entrepreneur to the greatest leader they made a like an um, abundant amount of mistakes before getting where they are before getting smarter so start being okay always failing and that starts with small things like today i messed up my coffee i put the water and no coffee and the coffee was done i'm like why does it look like water and <laughs> i decided to put hot water in the coffee maker not to waste water and put coffee in and then it came out again not like coffee but of color of tea i'm like why is that maybe hot water doesn't work so i put the cold water and then it worked perfectly (laughs) right so pink okay and now i know that you know probably cold water and coffee works the best for coffee machines Uh, and I didn't take it personally. It's not because I'm stupid. It's because I never, you know, read anything about how coffee machines work. So that didn't work, but now I know that it doesn't. Uh, be okay with failure in small things, being okay with leaving things not super tidy. It reminds me of my mom. You know, she, for her, the place, the apartment, everything had to be perfect. Like the way you dress, your makeup. And she would always uh, tell me, well, Angela, um, like this doesn't look great. Or your makeup or your hair. I'm like, mom, I don't care. I just want to get this thing done. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I think from that perspective, my confidence levels are better. And sometimes my apartment is not as tidy. Like... You know, things can be laying around. If I have other priorities, then I don't want to spend time and it's not essential, right? So be okay with not being perfect. Be a little bit messy. Be uh, be imperfect and be totally fine with that. The second thing notice what you do well, not just what you do wrong. Our brain learns from mistakes the best. Our brain is negatively biased. It notices what's wrong naturally. But guys, Girls, women specifically, we need to have a practice. Um, gratitude actually helps with that. We need to have a practice of noticing what we did well at the end of the day. Don't just dwell on what didn't work, what you haven't done. No, start with what went super well, what you've done well, and um, how what, what kind of lessons you learned uh, from your mistakes. Uh, focus on what you did really well because life is hard things are hard especially if you're trying to do new things um things will go wrong but if you focus also on what you do right on delivering things on showing up for people for yourself and being resilient focus on what's right not just on what's wrong and the practice it at the end of the day say thank you for things that went well And congratulate yourself. Sometimes I even hug myself and tell, well, Angela, this was great. You didn't want to uh, read this article that you needed to read for your work. You were tired, but you still read it. And that also is an accomplishment. Most people uh, opt out for entertainment and Netflix. And I canceled my Netflix because uh, for me right now, priority is work and studies. And even an hour of my time at the end of the day it's a lot of time i can read like a third of the book in one hour so the point is notice what you do well not just what goes wrong third one Ants, automatic negative thoughts we have all of them our brain again is negatively biased just for for the reason to protect us from things that can go wrong to protect us from danger in our environment. So we always have a lot of negative thoughts and they are automatic They kind of just come up, come up. When you notice those thoughts, the practice that you need to start adopting is labeling them, acknowledging them. Um, So, well this didn't go well, I didn't sell, Um, I didn't make the sale on this call, right? So I don't know, this kind of like thought that might come up, uh, I'm probably not that good at sales. So reframe it positively. Um, Well, I had the call, I had the practice, and I learned the things that I could do better. And the things are, and you list them, and you're like, next time, I'm going to do better. So you label. Um, Or... Uh, if you maybe have some trouble in any relationship and, um, you went on a date and it didn't go that well and you said, well, that's probably, I'm not that great or I'm not that uh, attractive or I uh, said stupid things, et cetera. No, start reframing that will do that. Didn't go well, uh, We just were not right for each other. Um, and I learned from this that I don't feel comfortable in this situation, or, um, I want to start speaking differently. So always focus on the result, the positive learnings. And, um, again, when, when you fail and if you like, Oh, I'm a failure, you know, I've been not succeeding with this, say, but I've been learning and I've been consistent. And I've been resilient and I'm failing and people learn the most in failures. Make it positive. So that's what you do with uh, automatic negative thoughts. Label it, acknowledge it, don't run away from that, uh, and then reframe it. Uh, find the positive in all the negative. Takes practice, guys. Takes a lot of practice to got, get good at it. Focus on we. Um, what it means is my example. Um, I do give a lot of different talks online and in life. And what helps me to get out of my head thinking about oh how do I look or um you know I'm I uh, am I going to say it perfectly am I going to deliver the perfect speech what helps me to get out of my head and actually get into performance uh, that helps me to actually do better is focusing on we I'm a part of the group of people who want to make a positive impact in the world. I'm a part of the group female entrepreneurs. I'm a part of the group uh, of female leaders. That's who I want to be in the world. And I want to inspire with what I do. And if I manage to get out of my head, and became, become a leader that I see myself becoming. With all my struggles, with all my insecurities, with all these aspects, I can help so many more people. And the insights that I've, I've accumulated throughout my learnings in my life, my coaching experience, these are valuable insights that nobody else has, like exactly like myself. And it is my responsibility to get out there and do my best to deliver that into the world, to help other people to struggle less. And when you focus on your mission, on how you contribute to something bigger than yourself, and all great entrepreneurs who went through a lot of setbacks and still succeeded do that. They do not focus on themselves. that's going to hinder your performance and confidence, but they focus on something bigger and on the we part on serving others. So that's how you can really boost your confidence and performance before any important talk, event, presentation, etc. It's not just for you. It might be for your family. It might be for your friends. It might be for your company. It might be for the mission. Always focus on the we. The next one, it's not about you. Take criticism and get better. Um, I'm getting a lot of criticism about the work that I'm doing right now. I'm trying out new sales um, techniques, uh, uh, working on bringing traffic to uh, different sales pages or uh, my social media. I'm working on my offers. And I send it out to uh, people who have experience or expertise in the areas. And more often than not, like literally, especially guys that they... they entrepreneurs, they're very straight, direct, they're like, I just hate it, Angela. Like, I I don't like it. Um, It's, uh, you know, salesy or um, it's um, too too optimistic, too positive. Like, it's not believable. And they would tell you all the negative um, feedback right away. The point is, in this situation, is not to take it personally, but realize what you produced this might be not as good although different you know people have different opinions also remember that but also that's a, this is an opportunity to improve and also i'm not that great i'm just starting out creating offers and and sales pages etc and it's natural to not be great at it i've never learned this skills and so be grateful for the uh criticism Get into the habit, and this is actually the habit that you want to work on. Say thank you, thank you for your feedback. Um, it's not even criticism, it's a feedback, personal feedback. It's not aimed at you, it's aimed sometimes sometimes, you know, people would say like you don't have much experience in that, you know. Maybe you should like outsource it. <laughs> so it is kind of about you, but it's not about you as a person, it's about your skill. And more often than not, there is some truth to that about your skill. And Just be okay with that. And like, yeah, I'm not that great with that. Let me work on it and transform it and get results. And that's going to be such an empowering thing. Being bad at things and then getting bad at that's actually a very powerful confidence booster. So when you find the area where you're really bad at, like, Oh my God, I can transform this area so much. And, uh, after that, I'll be a huge advocate for anyone developing any skill, no matter how bad they are at it. The point is of this guys, when you get a crit- when you get criticism, it's not about you being a bad person. It's about your specific skill, about this specific area. Say thank you for your feedback. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, especially, you know, if you ask your friends uh, to to do that, and that's what I recommend to do when you're starting out. Friends who can give you direct feedback, but also who will not hold back. Um, so thank you for thank you for your feedback. Really appreciate your time, and then work on it. See what you know, has married and which you can improve and get better and get better, get better. Um So say thank you again. Thank you for your feedback. Never take it personally, guys. We are not perfect. Uh, and specifically girls, I didn't even know why I use the word guys. You know, sometimes people tell me, use the word folks. Maybe I should start using that. But back to the point, never take it personally. Feedback is feedback and your work always needs to be improved. Not always, but you know, especially when you're starting out, not at a, Uh, As a beginner, that's totally normal. And then, um, the last part of the confidence builder toolkit is about your lifestyle. Uh, specifically a few things I want to mention here. And I talked about these things uh, so many times. If you want to work on that, please reach out. I have so much expertise and experience in those areas and I practice them daily. And maybe that's why I have higher levels of confidence. I never tested genetically whether I have confidence genes, but I always felt like I am more confident than most people and especially women. So the lifestyle uh, factors that will help you to develop more confidence and i'm going to tell you why they help so meditation why does meditation help you to build confidence because actually what research studies show it down regulates fear and anxiety centers in your brain um, uh, parts of the brain like amygdala that makes you anxious and worried and fearful um it actually down-regulates the activity in that brain region, and it makes you more calm, and calm is associated with confidence. When you're confident, you are calm. You are not anxious and worried and stressed. Meditation helps to down-regulate those um, anxious and worried centers of the brain. Um very good practical is mindful meditation, 30 minutes a day, uh, focusing on your breath or uh, maybe a uh, a candle or a piece of music, maybe some mantra. So 13 minutes a day, it's also based on research mindful meditation. You can use guided meditation apps like uh, Calm, Headspace, and Waking Up app, uh, one of the most um, popular ones. So meditation. Break it uh, down. That actually has to do with cognitive things and preventing overwhelm, but I'm not sure what I write it down. Um, anyhow, so um, after meditation. Um, exercise. Why exercise helps you with confidence? Because it helps the brain to create and boost the production and the levels of uh, brain Neurotransmitters, um, serotonin, dopamine, things that affect your confidence, uh, levels a lot. Serotonin has a lot to do with calm. Dopamine has a lot to do with drive to act, to achieve, to pursue. And I've been an exerciser since, mm. since forever. Um, I've been in athletics and professional dancing and in fitness modeling. And, um, but I trained you know, in the gym and, and all kinds of, you know, varieties of training, um, throughout my whole life. Then we get uh, nutrition. And what nutrition has to do is confidence. It provides building blocks for your dopamine and your serotonin. They literally cannot be done if your nutrition and um, is suboptimal. Um, nutrition ha- also will help you to reduce inflammation and uh, stress on the level of your biochemistry. And that will help to calm down, that amygdala, that fear, anxiety center in your brain. So nutrition has a lot to do with your confidence levels. Um, A lot of foods... are anxiety-inducing or caffeine. Too much caffeine is actually used in studies to produce the sense of anxiety. And anxiety and confidence do not go together. So nutrition has a lot to do with confidence. And then, of course, sleep. Uh, Lack of sleep and lack of sleep considered to be um, um, sleep at inappropriate for human being times, especially between the hours of 10 p.m., 4 a.m. If you do not sleep at this time and you expose yourself to a lot of bright light, your dopamine levels, your serotonin levels, drop significantly, and when those drop, your confidence also drops significantly. So uh, lifestyle habits are just as huge as cognitive behavior, protocols and tools. And there's been a lot. I've been reveling and talking a lot, but I also feel like I did deliver a lot of practical value. And of course, guys, the power is always in action. Um, I always recommend start small, choose the area where you feel it's like dominating you and also the area that is the easiest for you to address. Now, if your sleep is really suboptimal, start working on that. It will give huge boost to your confidence and energy level. If your automatic negative thoughts are very... uh abundant and unmanaged, then start working on that because having a more positive self-talk, encouraging um, self-talk will help you to take action in all the other areas. Figure out what's driving the most negative outcomes and start working on that with uh, one or two actions that you can take every day for a couple of weeks and then start working on the next one that's how changing of habits is done and you know there is a lot um i i have to say about habits we did uh, an episode of that on that lately um so you've learned a lot about confidence now again back to action if you'd like to uh have a session with me figuring out, okay, what are the things that I need to work on to boost confidence and uh, what are, according to research, the most effective tools and how I can start working on that in a very simple manner, please reach out. Uh, my email is in the show notes, Angela at BrainBreakthroughCoach.com. Follow me on Instagram, Angela Brain Body Coach, for daily tips, content, uh, to see in stories of what I eat, what I do, uh, different hacks and, and thoughts on performance and Confidence and productivity and nutrition and lifestyle. So, uh, email me for a session. Uh, with any questions, uh, reach out and follow me on Instagram, Angela Brain Body Coach, and share this episode. Share this episode, guys, girls, uh, folks. Uh, share this episode with other people. If you found this useful, please spread the information. You will help a lot more people, and you will. People will be thankful to you for that um, if you help them, and it just you know, creating a better world when we share something useful that we believe will help this person. It's all about creating this better world. to so share, uh, rate our podcast to so spread the word around, and. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a pleasure talking all about confidence. Stay tuned for the episode on Friday. That's going to be more about um, lifestyle and nutrition. Um, I haven't figured out exactly the topic, but stay tuned. Friday is the next episode. Until then, start working on your confidence because your life depends on it.